Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, your host. For the next 30 minutes, treat this as a free consult. Now, don't get caught up on the word consult. Granted that you didn't come to me for advice. You just came to eavesdrop, did you not? So, I'll give you the legal disclaimer up front. None of what you are about to hear should be construed as legal advice, okay? It's just our general opinion, my general opinion, the opinion of my associates, and the associates of my associates, right? If you're not familiar with the format of this podcast, it's oriented toward professional development and navigating the corporate ladder. You ask yourself, what would a corporate cowboy do? Well, they would spill blood at the very end. That's kept for last. (laughs) A little proof of life. Today's date, it's Tuesday, August 29, 2023. And today's question, I'll just dive right in. It's coming from r slash career guidance. You see, what we do is we take questions from online, mostly, typically, usually from Reddit. Why? Because we feel like Reddit is about as organic as it gets without having to scour and scrape other sites. I mean, humans and potentially some AI agents, some artificial intelligent agents, artificially intelligent agents might post questions to uh, subreddits that are also seeking advice or seeking guidance or asking for uh, an opinion professionally or otherwise but because they air it out in public we are able to take those questions and apply our perspective the perspective coming from a corporate uh, cowboy, right? After all, this is corporate war. So you want to conduct yourself as if uh, business is war. And you take care of business, and business will take care of you, right? Doesn't mean that uh, all parties can't come. Actually, it does mean all parties should be able to come together in some sort of mutually beneficial truce, but... War would not be war if gold was not burned and blood was not spilt and daggers did not rust. Okay, today's question is asking, the boss, the boss asked us to take on more work. And in parentheses, they include, it doesn't come with a pay raise. It does not come with a pay raise. Would it look bad if I, and they put in parentheses here, a 23F, 23-year-old female, I don't know why sex matters or gender or what fucking have you, but I don't know why your biologics matter. Would it look bad if I don't ask for more work? You see, the boss wants us to take on more work. The boss asked us to take on more work. Would it look bad if I don't ask for more work? It sounds like you have a choice. Typically when, maybe it's the way the question is worded, but when the boss asks you 
to take on more work. It's like they're assigning you this work. They're assigning you more work and then it's incumbent on you to figure out whether or not you can schedule it into your already existing workload, right? Whether or not you've got the bandwidth to take on additional work. Because, I mean, now it that last uh, clause of the sentence makes it sound as if the boss is giving you a choice, right? If it would look bad that you don't ask for more work, was it ever an option, right? That's what you want to first ask yourself. Was it ever an option whether or not to take on more work? If you don't ask for more work, do you have the bandwidth? Were you ever available? Is it possible that you are able to take on more work? Now, it sounds like I'm just spinning my tires here, but, but bear with me, bear with me. You see, you can approach this a multitude of ways, but as a corporate cowboy, if you are given the option, the choice to ask for more work, then that means that work isn't already, or maybe it's likely not a part of your job description, right? Maybe uh, they just let go of someone or, or someone terminated their employment with your organization. And now they're asking everyone in the organization to take on a little bit more work for some undeterminate amount of time, right? Maybe while they fill the position, while they get another body to be able to take on that workload that they are now distributing to you guys or to you folks. I don't fucking care. Otherwise, otherwise, you have no choice. You have no say in the matter. Typically, most employment agreements do state in one way or another that employees will take on other such duties as may be asked of them from time to time, right? Now, whether or not you want to make that, uh, whether or not you choose to interpret that as temporary, like a temporary change, or a permanent change. I mean, if it's not coming with more money, then you better hope it's temporary only. Otherwise, otherwise, you can expect your workload to increase and stay increased while not getting paid for it. So, you end up losing. Now, what you want is at every instance that some change in the work agreement occurs, some substantial change in the employment agreement, you want to be able to negotiate additional compensation or some different compensation, right? Because it could go the other way. What if uh, the work becomes automated in some way and you're, you are required to do less? Right? The company may come back to you and 
explain to you, justify to you why you should be getting paid less because you're doing less. And it's up to you then to negotiate with them why you should either uh, remain the same or because maybe it was you that made it more efficient. You worked ahead. You took the initiative to make it more efficient, to automate it in some fashion. And you should be getting paid more to work less. You became that much more valuable. Granted, there's going to be some question of metrics and calculations and maybe some spreadsheets, some white paper, if you will, because they're going to want to know how much they stand to gain from you, you making it more efficient, from your efficiency. Sure, you might want more money from it, but like I mentioned earlier, all parties involved should stand to benefit mutually from every exchange, every interaction. See, even, even within business, it's not so much confrontational as it is a conflict of interests. And sometimes the interests are misinformed or misaligned. There hasn't been enough communication taking place to be able and identify enough common ground for everybody's interests to be satisfied. You want to be thinking about expanding the pie, not just expanding your plate, right? Because we all have, we all have our individualized size plates. We all have our particular bandwidths and everyone, everyone has the same amount of time in a day, right? That's like the ultimate bandwidth, how much you can get done in a 24 hour period minus six to eight to 10 for some people, depending on how much sleep you need. <laughs> so the boss asks you to take on more work and it doesn't come with a pay raise. Now, because you haven't asked for more work, I'm going to venture and guess that you are not interested in getting promoted. <laughs> but, 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 we haven't read the body. Alex, Alex, don't, don't assume. You know what they say about assumptions. You know what they say about assuming. It makes an ass out of you and me. The body reads as such. They write, I'm a receptionist slash office assistant at a law firm and get paid $45,000. Legal assistants start at $50,000 plus, right? 50K plus. They start at 50K. I have no desire to go into law. This is just the only job I was able to find. It's a bit boring, not much to do, but I get my tasks done. I do have a lot of free time to work on myself. Ooh, you see, if I had this hypothetical client, 
and that's why they are a hypothetical client. I gave you the legal disclaimer up front. I'm just giving you a peek inside of what a consultant, a professional consultant, a legal consultant, a career consultant, a corporate consultant. I'm giving you a peek into what a consultant does on a day-to-day. The questions they would ask, the considerations they would take into account when informing an opinion. When informing some type of strategy for their client. I could have just said forming an opinion. Forming an opinion and informing it. There we go. Informing it with the client's circumstances. I do have a lot of free time to work on myself. I would I would dig a little deeper. I would dig a little deeper into what exactly it means to have a lot of free time to work on quote quote myself. Are they reading? Are they researching? A lot of these law firms, they have uh, IT departments. So you need to be mindful of what it is you are searching on computers. And if you're on your phone, you need to be mindful of what your professional image, the appearance you give off to the public that is walking in to talk to you. Or if you are distracted, how it is you sound like, how you come off on the phone in conversation with clients, with opposing counsel, with uh, prosecutors or other attorneys and other legal professionals. Granted, granted, if you have a lot of free time, if you have a lot of free time, you may have your pick of what work is available that you could take on and incorporate as a receptionist or a legal assistant. An office assistant, I'm sorry, an office assistant. Now, you, now you're a legal, now, hold on. Now you're an office assistant currently, and yet gave us the salary for both an office assistant and legal assistants. I wonder why, but they have a second paragraph. Let's read on. They write, there has been some major drama at our other office with three lawyers leaving within the span of two months. As a result, their cases have come to our office. Our boss set a meeting and told people, if we find ourselves not busy, we should ask for more work. The work? Question mark. It's uploading files over and over and over, mindlessly for hours. I would have done it before and I, I've done it. Sorry, I have done it before and it was mind numbing and my eyes hurt. Would it make me look bad if I were to not ask for more work? I don't want to do legal assistant work for receptionist pay. Personally, personally, I think you're good. I think you're good as a receptionist. I think you're fine as a receptionist, right? Unless, unless you want to branch out and use this opportunity to negotiate better pay and take on that additional work that you could be doing in between your receptionist work. If you're just filing 
uh, files or uploading files over and over and over, right? It sounds like a doc review. In the legal world, it's doc review, document review. You're just reviewing documents and numbering them using a Bates numbering system and then archiving them in a client's file or uh, archiving them in the firm files. You know, it, it all depends. It's all contextual. It's all contextual. Now you could use this as an opportunity to negotiate a raise. A little bump in pay from receptionist pay to that of a legal assistant. Because someone still has to be the face of the firm. Someone still has to be... Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the first impression of the firm. So it's not like you can deviate too far from what it is you do at the front desk or in the lobby or at the entrance. I, I don't know what the particular layout for your law firm is, but if they got more than one office, who knows? Maybe there's like a, a main office, like a headquarters and that a branch office. And without more information, we don't know where these cases came from. Maybe they went from the headquarters office to from the main office to a branch office or a branch office was experiencing this drama and uh, those attorneys left and now the cases are coming to the main office and they're in need of some care they're in need of attention right still regardless regardless of the context of the circumstances this is a prime opportunity for you to get more money if this is the only job you could find. Now, she states that she doesn't want to go into law. She has no desire to go into law. That doesn't mean what she does in the law office as a receptionist or a legal assistant, that doesn't mean it's not transferable. If, if she closes herself off, if she chooses to think narrowly in the belief that if she takes on this legal assistant work then she'll be trapped as a legal assistant forever and she never wanted to go into law well that's that's her not looking at the bright side that's her not being what's the term called creative <laughs> Creative in the sense that those responsibilities, because it sounds like she has done this document review before, those responsibilities and the training that comes with it, it is transferable. We don't know if she's done document review at this firm or a past firm or at another organization that wasn't related to the practice of law. We don't know that. What we do know is that she has some experience, just not the extent of that experience. And it may not just be document review that the firm needs, which is what I somewhat alluded to earlier when I said having a lot of free time could signify 
that she has the pick of the work. Right? She could frame, she could frame how much bandwidth she has to share in relation to how much work, how much extra work or additional work she can take on. But, but she must, and this is a must, if she chooses to take on this additional work, she must, I mean, for the sake of her own integrity, of her own dignity, she must negotiate. She must negotiate some form of differential pay. Some increase in her compensation. Because she would effectively be taking on duties outside of just being a, the office receptionist, the office assistant. If she's having to number files and upload them and organize them, that's a little different from just answering phones and transferring calls. Again, we, we don't know the extent that there is any overlap in her duties. And we would ask the hypothetical client exactly how much overlap there is because that would also inform whether or not her position to negotiate is strong. I mean, if she has a strong position to negotiate, she could get a substantial increase in her pay for a moderate increase in her work. It doesn't have to be a one-to-one -one increase. It could be something that's uh, proportional, right? And proportional isn't always one-to-one. -one. Still, the initiative to take on additional work, that, that comes from you. That comes from inside yourself. Whether or not you want to take on more work really is a sign that you're ready to take on more work. And if you're not ready to take on more work, well, you leave it in the hands of your managers where if they ask for volunteers and you don't volunteer either, either you are at your bandwidth and have none to spare, or you've got some bandwidth and just don't want to share some with the team. Now, it's, it's, a, not, it's not a tough pill to swallow, but it does require a cool, collected head on a manager, right? Otherwise, they could easily say, Alex, you're not, you're not fucking pulling your weight. Or Alex, we see you, like, I don't know, we see you through the cameras. We see you through the fucking cameras and you're on your phone scrolling through memes for four hours out of the day. You're here for eight hours. You're here for nine or you're here for ten hours. You're on your phone four hours out of the day scrolling through memes. That's, quote unquote, free time to work on myself, right? 
you can't take on more work for the team, even then, even then, you would have the opportunity to negotiate a pay raise. Letting them know that the work they want you to do is outside of the scope of your title, of your position. It's outside your position. So you're not obligated to take it on. But at the same time, if you want to show some initiative, make a little bit more money, even if it is the only job you manage to get, right now they're in a moment of need. And 50K might be something they would consider for someone who would be half of an office assistant, half an office, half of an office assistant, and half a legal assistant. You see? You see how that works out? You don't even have to do legal assistant work 100% of the time. But they're in a time of need, and if they want the help, well, you want the money. It's pretty simple. It's pretty clear. But it's framing it. It's framing your value. I've seen, I've seen the situation in the inverse where an office assistant or some office staff was let go or they terminated with the company. And the rest of the office, let's call them attorneys or, or the legal assistants, right? The legal assistants then uh, had to pick up the phone, right? So calls that would usually come into the office, the front office, the office assistant would answer. Those calls were now routed throughout the building to ring at legal assistance desks, at the desks of legal assistants. They would pick up the calls. They would answer the phone. They would greet callers, transfer calls, look up information on, on cases and files. Now, I'm not too sure whether there was some differential in salary or compensation, what have you. But this situation that the hypothetical client finds themselves in, it lends itself more to that differential in compensation to getting an increase in compensation because after all you're going to be taking on work from individuals at a higher title while being an office assistant right a legal assistant can definitely answer phones can definitely greet clients and and potentially interact with opposing counsel and other important figures in the legal practice the office assistant would just answer those calls, would just field those calls and then transfer them, right? That's pretty basic. So a legal assistant may be able to do the more basic work of an office assistant. Now the office assistant wants to show some initiative and take on legal assistant duties. Well, I mean, we're talking a change in obligations, an increase in obligations, an increase in the quality of work that's required of them. And so I would say they're entitled to some increase in compensation. But that's incumbent on the hypothetical client negotiating that. 
Okay. I think um, that about answers that question. It's a good question. It, it, it is a really good question. You see, if the inverse were to happen, I think some legal assistants or paralegals, maybe even attorneys, if it got real serious, if it got real extreme, they might have to take it on the chin temporarily, temporarily, because then, you know, there comes that point of diminishing returns where an attorney's time, right? If we're talking more higher level staff, an attorney's time is worth much more than an office assistant just answering phones and transferring calls. So an attorney's time would be wasted answering phones and transferring calls when an attorney's time is much better spent advising clients, recruiting clients, closing clients, drafting motions, negotiating with opposing parties, and the rest of the gamut, really. But that's typically how it would break down in the legal world. You can transpose that model into the sales world also, right? Where if an office assistant would field and transfer calls, a senior sales associate, their time would be worth more than just an office assistant. Their time is better spent making sales and closing sales, negotiating contracts. If you don't follow us yet on Instagram, we are shadow banned, but fuck it, run it. Follow us, subscribe, share the corporate love. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. We are on Patreon. That's the Corporate Cowboys podcast. We're also on Rumble. That's Corporate Cowboys. If you would like to donate, by all means, do that. There's a couple of donation links floating around. A PayPal, a Cash App, a Venmo. You are a, you are a smart cookie. I know you are. You can find it. If you want to write to us, send something of value, send something of question. That's P.O. Box 3372. Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. And with that, I'm going to leave you. Take care of yourself. I'll catch you next time.